Hello, and welcome to Be Still, Be Free. My name is Amber Miller, and I am here today doing our Everyday Woman interview. I haven't done one in a little while, so um, I'm excited to be with my dear friend today, talking about her life and getting her to share some wisdom with us. So um, please welcome... (laughs) That's not the right thing to say. Welcome. But listen to me introduce my friend, Lindsay Brackett. Hey, Amber. I'm super happy to be here with you Thanks today. Thanks for coming over and having tea with me and listen. talking about life in Jesus. I love it. It's a great setup. I was telling Amber I was on a radio spot this morning, and I had to sit on the floor of my husband's <laughs> office to use the landline that's like jerry-rigged up. So this I can is call, like upscale. Yeah, so this is like, upscale. Y'all, there's China. And yeah, tea right. Now. In the China, it's yeah. just like in my book. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. Let's throw that out there. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so if so, y'all don't know this, but Lindsay and I have actually been friends for many years, a long time. I don't, I don't even know how. Oh, long. okay. So I probably met your mom at least ten years ago. It, at oh, least, see, if I was not more. longer than that. Maybe only. I think about ten. Really? Yeah, about okay. ten. Yeah. So it feels like forever. it does feel like forever. <laughs> Lindsay goes to church with my parents, and when I went to church, you know, yes, before I moved away for college and stuff like that, um, and has worked on many plays with my family, yes, and, and many plays with Amber. Yes, we've done, we've we've been a part of all kinds of productions oh, together. Yes. Oh yes. So um, tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, like your name, how, uh, where you're from, and what you do for a living. Okay, so my name is Lindsay P. Brackett. If you throw the P in there, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Instagram, and you can find me on the web at Lindsay on, P. Brackett. On the Google. On the Google, yes. The P. It's there for my parents, you know, the maiden name gets yes, thrown in right, there. Yeah. Just for my dad. Um, but yes, uh, so I am from Elberton, was raised in North Georgia, and still live over here in North Georgia, just more in the mountains now. Um, but my family has ties to the low country of South Carolina, so we spend a good bit of time over there as well. And what was the rest of the question? Oh, what what you do for a living? <laughs> oh, what do I do for a living? So, so well, I, my husband makes the living, and I get to stay home and write books. <laughs> Maybe I should just say, like, what do you do with, what your, do I do? with your time? Yeah. Yes. I know I am a full-time wife and mom and writer, and I do work from home. And so I do a little bit of everything writing-related, lots of different things, lots of freelance work. And then I write novels and blog as well. So how long have you been married, and how many children do you have? I've been married for 15 and a half years. You still don't look old enough to have been married for 15 oh, years. That's what happens when you get married at 22. Ooh, sister. Yes, we were babies. And I was 21. Did you know that? I think I did know that. <laughs> Seems you so know, young I now. went to your wedding. You'd yeah. think I would know that. Yeah. Yes. Um, y'all, Amber's wedding was kind of epic, but it we'll talk about that another time. It was the best. It was awesome. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, so I've been married 15 and a half years, and I have four children. We have four children, three girls and a boy. And yes. contrary to popular belief, we were not trying for a boy. People love to ask me that. It's I kind of offensive. I think it's because he's last that people are like, oh, you were trying. Andy gets yeah. that all the time, too, because he's yeah. the youngest of five, and they were all girls before him. Oh, wow. So, yeah. but yeah, no, it was no, the same thing. It just happened. He it, was quite the surprise. It just worked out that way. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about why you started writing. Like, what got you on that direction? Because I know you. 
you weren't a full-time writer no, for always. No, I was a teacher. No, I was a teacher <laughs> and a theater person. Well, I still am, both of those things. But I always wanted to be a writer. That yes. was the secret dream, always, from the time I was a little girl. I want to be a writer. And then, you know, you grow up and you think, well, I have to get this job that has, like, a paycheck. A paycheck. Imagine that. Oh! <laughs> Y'all, sorry. That was my dog. <laughs> that was not us. <laughs> Just ignore that noise. Maybe we can edit that. <laughs> Yeah, so I always wanted to be a writer since I was a little girl. And however, I was afraid to let people read anything that I had written. You know, you have that fear. And so I started blogging in 2010, like the height of the mom blogs. Everybody was blogging. And people told me they had seen some things I'd written on Facebook. Like, you know, Facebook used to have this thing called notes. Oh, yes. Remember the Facebook notes? Gosh, we're so old. You know, like, we're going to be like 70, y'all going, do you remember when Facebook? And MySpace. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be awful. (laughs) I mean, so anyway, so people had read some things I'd written and had encouraged me to write more. So I started blogging. And it was really just meant to be like a... This is what we're doing. This is my like thoughts on my day. This, and it just kind of morphed into this place where I, I discovered I had a voice. And things kind of snowballed from there. It gave me a lot of confidence. People's encouragement gave me a lot of confidence to really do the thing I ultimately wanted to do, which was write short stories, write fiction, write novels. And so I've just gone out from there into the great world of publishing. Yeah. So how long have you been full-time writing now? Um, full-time writing at home... Let's see, I quit teaching in 2011, but then we had Gus. So that's kind of sidetracked. Then everything. The situation. So talk yes. about that whole situation. I know that was an interesting time <laughs> in your life. A, you know, this is actually, I talk a lot about this at MOPS, um, the Mothers of Preschoolers groups. When I when I speak there, I used to be a MOPS coordinator. Um, we thought we were done. Amelia is our third daughter, and we thought we were done after her. And I wanted to stay home because she was a about one and the other two were just starting school and it just, I just wanted to be home. I wanted this chance to be a stay at home mom and see what this was all about. And I was walking that line of, I can't do anything well. I can't be a good mom. I can't be a good teacher. I can't do anything well. And so graciously, my husband agreed that we could do this. And then, you know, how life works. We, I quit my job and then the bank he worked for folded. So he lost his job. And so here we were jobless with three children. Luckily, Joshua got another job very quickly. We actually never had a gap there where he did not have a paycheck. So that was tremendous. Um, We even had a little bit of a, like a month overlap where there were two paychecks that should have gone into savings (laughs) and it did, but then, you know, life. Life, And yes. And so, but we, I quit teaching in 2011 in May, you know, like you do at the end of the school year. And then in August, or September, rather, while I was doing a play. Of course. Of course. Found out that I'm I was... sure it was Tech Week. It, it was, actually. <laughs> it was, It was like, opening week, and I just thought I was tired because it was opening week. <laughs> like, I was in the back eating Man, saltine crackers. Exhausted. Yeah, and saying, gosh, I'm so tired. I'm so nauseous. And Allison was like, you're pregnant. I was like, I'm not pregnant. Um, yes, I was. <laughs> so, so yes. funny. So, and it was like, I mean, I went to the doctor on my daughter's birthday, and came home and like made birthday dinner and cried and cried and cried because I just didn't y'all it was it was in that place where I felt like I'm already not doing this well lord what are you thinking right. I cannot have another baby because I can't even handle three and now you're gonna give me another one like there's a thousand people out there who would do a better job at this than me but you know God sees things we do not see apparently and totally he gave us Gus and that child is just he is the 
joy of my life <laughs> in different ways than his sisters. Sure. You know, like he just rolls with it. Yeah. There was a period where um, my third daughter, where Amelia was, was very ill and we didn't know what was happening and we didn't know what was going to, what was going to happen with her. And Gus, that whole time he was about two at the time. And that whole time he just was like this happy go lucky little ray of sunshine. I'd be sobbing and crying and he'd just crawl up in my lap and like make me laugh. Aww. So he just was exactly what I needed without knowing that that's what I needed. Yeah. But he sidetracked me. <laughs> Oh, totally. You know, the having a baby thing. So I didn't really start. I started writing for the newspaper in 2014 and then did that in the blog thing for a while and was working a little bit on the novel. Didn't really have an idea if it was going anywhere. And it was in the next year to 18 months that people began approaching me with, would you like to do this freelance job? Would you like to content write for this website? Mm -hmm. You know, would you like to do these? So I do all these things that, that kind of pay here and there. And then the novel that I was working on went under contract in 2015. And so I've been pretty much full-time only doing writing stuff and theater. So I have this issue with saying no to things. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we have a podcast episode about that. I'm sure we do. Um, yes. One time, y'all, I had to tell Amber's mother no. It was the most terrifying thing ever. That's, yeah. To tell her that I couldn't, that's a hard, I couldn't do something for her. I was like, oh, no. That's a hard one. It's very hard. She can be intimidating. She is. But she's the best. She she's is the best. the best. We love you, Susan. We, love you, <laughs> we do. We do love Susan. Um, so anyway, so that's, I guess... But really and truly, I feel like this is the first year where I can say I'm a full-time writer. Yeah. All of my kids go to school all day long. Yeah. From 8 o'clock to like 3.30. That makes a huge difference, right? Y'all, and they ride the bus home. I take them to school, but they ride the bus home. That saves me another hour in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Are they all at, like... Are they they're at, at different schools? They're at two different schools. So oh, okay. the, the big girls are at the middle school, and Gus and Amelia are at an elementary school. Well, that's together. nice. Yes. So that's nice. So we have this like brief period where we're in two schools and then we'll have a year where we're in three schools and then we'll have a year where we're in four schools you and will it'll be do crazy. Four schools. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It'll oh. be crazy. Oh, God. But right now, Lord save us. We are only in two schools. It's I awesome. honestly don't know how you handle it. Like last month, I forgot my snack day at Ellis preschool. Mm-hmm. I have one day a month that yeah. I'm supposed to do. I snack forget day. snack day all the time. That makes me feel better. All the time. But you have more of an excuse because you got four. Well, I only have one. I feel like there's, like, I, people will look at me like, sister, like, get it together. No, I think that people understand your, like, personality. Like, and I think teachers, they make that snack day calendar and they're like, I'm going to put, you know, Susie on Monday because Susie's mom was going to send in twice what I need mm-hmm. and she will never forget. Yes. Because Lindsay Brackett's on Wednesday. <laughs> like, I think they think that. I really hope so. Like, I yeah. felt terrible. I would think that if but... I was a teacher. <laughs> You you would know that you're not the most reliable. I would know. Like, there are certain people I just don't ask to do things because, they, you know, like... And it's fine. It's okay. So, when, when I forget Gus's snack day, I'll send his teacher a message. I'm very sorry. I forgot Gus had snacks. And she'll be like, it's okay. We had enough left from earlier in the week, so-and-so. And so, then, like, two days later, when I remember again how I've forgotten snack day still, I will, like, buy double and send it in. Yes. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. Like, there's stuff there. I know. I don't <laughs> so, know what it is about snack day, but I always feel like I have something to prove. I feel like... <laughs> like, I've, like, decorated. No, like, the no, little, no, yes, no, I have. No, 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 sweetheart, you just go to Aldi and, like, buy the box of gummies. It's okay. <sighs> or granola bars. Do you know... And I try to send oh, healthy granola snacks, bars, granola bars. Um, 
sometimes I send in boxes of cereal because I'd be like, oh, it's snack day. Take this unopened box of Cheerios. That's yeah. Graham crackers. Hilarious. I've done Graham crackers. I've done the like giant um, box of goldfish too, or, yeah. or like the one that with the individual packets. Cause I was thinking, oh, you, yes, know, you don't have to do any cleanup pretty much. Yes. Yes. Those are good. Now, um, I will say that this time, and I haven't sent these in yet, y'all. This is my life. They are sitting in my pantry. We bought Valentine's Little Debbie's. And I don't even know when Gus's snack day is for this month, but we were at the grocery store together last weekend, and my husband was like, get the snacks. You will forget. Just get the snacks. <laughs> and then I was like, well, Gus, what should we get for snacks? We should get these hearts. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Listen, how do- they, they sent a uh, thing home from Ella's preschool saying, like, um, you know, her Valentine's party is going to be on this day, which first of all, I'm like, I do not have time for a Valentine's uh, party. Yes. For my mm-hmm. two-year-old who is not going to remember this, but it's fine. Yes. It's cute. Yes. It's fine. But then they said, like, we would love for you to send some healthy snacks for our Valentine's party. Mm-hmm. Where am I going to find healthy, healthy snack. Valentine's snacks? Send in strawberries. But don't be that mom who cuts them out like hearts, because people will talk about how you have too much time on your hands. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, we have a mutual friend, <laughs> Leslie. She's listening. When she listens to this, she'll know. Like, I sent her this message one night because she put up this post about how she was up at, like, 1 a.m. making teacher gifts. And I said, you got to let it go. Yeah. Sister. <laughs> be still be free, sister. Be still be free. She said, I know. I know I do. But I just feel like they take good care of my kids. I'm like, they well, do. they do. But. Yeah, no, I, love I did get little Valentines for the teachers this time. Oh, around, that's sweet. Which I feel like makes me, like, a step higher above than... Well, I think it puts me on the same playing field as everybody else now since I forgot to snack <laughs> yeah, day last right. She's like, I gotta make it up. Taking me back up to like honorable mom, honorable status. mom status. <laughs> you know, these days, I oh. so I was a teacher, so I so want to be that mom who like sends in the great teacher. You know, girls. yes. Except that, guys, at Christmas time, I counted it. 20 teachers yeah, between my no, four children. No, there's sorry. no way. You can't even all get a $5 Starbucks gift card because there's 20 of you. No, mm-mm, no. Yeah. Love you, mean it. Bye. Yeah. So, Annabelle, like, made homemade. She makes this tea mix. She made homemade tea for everybody. That's all her teachers got gift. that from Annabelle. Um, Madeline was like, let me go through all of my jewelry and pick up things I don't want that I think my teachers might like. <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, the teachers will probably like that even more because they'll be like, oh, the kids did this. Yes. Which normally... Listen, middle school teachers should just be like, you got me a present? That's amazing. Yeah. How middle school are you teachers even, don't like, get presents. How do you usually? even have shoes on right now? Like, I, yeah. that's how I would feel with a middle schooler. <laughs> exactly. Middle schoolers like, are famously known for wearing their clothes backwards. Every day, I used to say in my classroom, I would look at one of my boys. I was a different boy. And yeah. I'd be like, your shirt's on backwards and inside out. Oh, and they'd be like, a double one, yeah. Oh, I got dressed in the dark. Like, yeah. they're not even kidding. They got dressed in the dark. That's... <laughs> They're like, that's what people say as, like, an insult. Did you get dressed in the dark? No, no you no. just did. Okay. No, he really did. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, so, uh, I don't, I think I told you this, but our, this episode um, of our Everyday Woman podcast is going to be coming out um, during a series that we're doing on the Fruits mm-hmm. of the Spirit. Yes. And um, it's on the three that are patience, forbearance, and kindness. Right. So I came up with some questions for you about patience, forbearance, and kindness. Y'all, Amber's going to ask me about my patience. <laughs> well, my children are like children. laughing right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So with the patience one, I kind of gave it a little twist so that okay. it wasn't exactly like all about Okay. <laughs> so that we're not throwing all the kids under the bus. No. Bless them. So in what ways has God used writing to teach you about patience? Y'all, writing 
I sometimes think to myself um, that God called me into writing to teach me about patience, like to make to like you are an impatient person. You believe you like instant gratification and you don't like to wait. So listen, I'm going to make you love to do this thing that is all about hurry up and wait. Yeah, because it is like you submit a manuscript and then you just sit around and twiddle your thumbs. Like, we don't know. We don't know if they like it. We don't know if they hate it. Yeah. You know, and they... Well, then you have to wait for it to get published. Yes. And then even, then when it comes out, you've got to wait for people to read it. Yes. It's a whole... Forever. That's so funny. I haven't really thought about that. Like, in comparison as us both, like, theater people. Right. When you're on stage and you do something, the audience either laughs or they don't. Or they don't. (laughs) Or they either clap or they don't. You know immediately Mm -hmm. where you stand. Exactly. And I love that. I love that, too. And you know what else I love? So I could see that being... (laughs) hard for you. One of the things I love about theater and simultaneously in some ways about writing books is with theater, like you put a show up and you take it down and you're done and you you're move on done. to the next thing. Yeah, totally. Yes. And really writers are like that about their books. Like we write a book oh. and then like, okay, I'm done. Now I'm moving on to the next thing. But the problem is then that book cycles back around. Oh, oh, now it's being published and I have to launch it. Oh, oh, now it's needs oh, this marketing plan. And yeah. I have to, but in the meantime, I'm already working on this other story. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like you have to. That makes to, sense. Find this place where you can go back to the thing that you did originally while still maintaining the new thing you're working on because you've always got to have something in the queue. In order to be career-wise successful or to make a living as a writer, you always got to have the the next thing ready to go. Because if you don't, if you're just like writing your one book and then waiting on it to be published and then marketing it and then spending and then like... Five years later, you're like, okay, now I wrote a second book. People have forgotten who you are. Sure. So you have to start all over. So it's it's a constant, like, turnover, which yeah. I think that's what I love so much about theater. It's like yes. it's an immediate thing. Yeah. Like, so you and I have this mutual friend, Jeremy Bishop. And we are partnered together for this charity event that Amber was supposed to be in, guys. Yes. So we're doing this thing, Dancing with the Stars, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's in March, right? Right now it's February. It's in like... Oh my gosh, it's in a month. You're <laughs> it's in like so five weeks. Trouble. We are in trouble. By the time this airs, it will have already happened and we can give you an update. Oh on yeah, she can find out how awesome how yeah. awesome we did. So he and I were like trying to put together our rehearsal schedule. <laughs> and like and they keep telling us we're getting these emails. Dancing with the Stars is in 10 weeks. Dancing with the Stars is in 8 weeks. And Jeremy and I are like, what? We got this. You put a whole show up and take it down in 6 weeks. Like, we'll like, be... One number. Are you kidding? It's 90 seconds. Like, we... And so then last week, we're like planning our rehearsal schedule and going... Oh, oh wait, Lindsay has gone here and Jeremy's gone here and huh. Can't wait to see this. (laughs) It's going to be so great. It'll be amazing. (laughs) It will be amazing. It'll be entertaining if nothing else. That's our goal. (laughs) You know, our our team name is Plot Twist. (laughs) Spence were like, Plot Twist, you thought we were. (laughs) You thought we were going to be awesome. (laughs) No, no, really, we are going to be awesome. Yeah, I know. Plot Twist is that even with all this limited time, you're still going to be amazing. We're still going to be amazing. That's it. Yeah. We're we're really relying on our theater people background here. See, there you go. This This is why you should marry someone, by the way. Who um, enhances the things that maybe you are not so good at? So this is that whole opposites attract. Yeah, this whole opposites attract thing. So in the meantime, while Jeremy and I are like, whatever, we got this. Our spouses are going. You realize that this is in six weeks. Like, can we remind you one more time? Yeah, they're this both is like, still happening. Um, you have to do this like on stage. <laughs> Joshua, I think, is way more stressed out about this than me. <laughs> He's like, did you rehearse today? Uh, uh, yeah, we're fine. And he's like, mm-hmm. 
Really? <laughs> like, I don't mean talk about it. Did you rehearse? <laughs> exactly what he says. <laughs> I can hear him saying yes. that. It's exactly what he says. Uh, so anyway, there we are. Okay. I like it. So my next question for you, is there anything in your experience as a mother that has deepened your understanding of kindness? Oh, absolutely. What do you think? I that think be? that until there are these times in motherhood where you need like a tribe or a, they say it takes a village. I mean, it takes like a village and then some, Yeah, you know? And so particularly the experience we had where Amelia was so sick. Yeah. Um, she has a, my daughter has a neurological disorder that they have not ever really named, but the idea is that maybe what she has is MS, but they're not sure. And she got better. It hasn't really gotten worse. So, they just call her interesting, which is not fun. Yeah. From the neurological standpoint, sure. you don't want to be interesting, but she's interesting. But at the time period that she, when she first started exhibiting symptoms and they didn't know what was wrong and they were running all these tests and they were telling us really scary things. Like yeah. she has a brain bleed. She has a tumor. She has, well, maybe it's not a tumor. I mean, we're like 90% sure it's not a tumor, Ugh. but really only like 40%. Like, as a mom, was, like, your heart is just, I mean, like, you're just in the bad place all the time. And the people who surrounded us, I mean, people brought us meals and people sent us cars and people just sent us checks in the mail. And they, like, mm-hmm. uh, there were people I could call. I remember vividly one day um, picking up the phone and just calling a friend of mine who hadn't been a friend of mine for that long and saying, um, the doctor says I have to take her to the hospital right now for a CT. And she was like, I got it. Meet me in the parking lot. I'll take us. Like, they just took my uh, kids. Yeah. Mothers of my friends. Not even my fr- Mothers of my friends yeah. came and took my children and kept them overnight. Like, it was just this. I don't even know how we survived, honestly. I look, well, I do. Actually, we survived from the kindness of people. Yeah. Who just, at some point... You know, you you recognize that somebody needs your help and you just you just do it. Well, that's such a good reminder. I mean, for all of us, but like to our listeners, just to remember how your one act of kindness, Mm -hmm. like compiled with all of the other believers who step in and really like try to be the hands and feet of Christ. What an impact it can make on one person. And I think there is nothing like I think sometimes we especially our generation where you can get on pictures and you can Google acts of kindness and it gives you this like (sighs) list of 20 things. Yeah. Y'all, there is nothing kinder than taking a meal to someone. Yes. Just because like the Lord lays it on your heart or because they have a new baby or because their husband just left or because they started a new job or whatever. You just, there is nothing kinder than saying, I thought about you and I had pizza delivered to your house. We're not even talking having a homemade meal. Yeah. We're just talking like you just do something for someone else. You know what I can, one thing I can tell you that's really cool. Um, so I work at a coffee shop for those of you who don't know, um, to help bring in money. (laughs) I love it there. I was, I was there all the time anyway. So I just decided to start serving coffee to pay for my coffee. Um, so anyway, there was one day where there was this lady eating alone and this couple eating at a table behind her. And as they left and I was there for this, as they left, they said, Mm -hmm. we'd like to pay for her meal. Which was really yes. sweet. Those are the sweetest. And, you know, I was like, sure. And so she sat there for They left. And she sat there for a little bit longer. And I gave her her bill that said paid and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And she just started weeping. Oh, weeping. Yes. She just said, I can't get over how nice that is. So she left. And I was like, I'll touch. Because that yeah. was really sweet. Well, last week. So this was like a month ago. Last right. week she came in again mm-hmm. and was eating by herself. And there was a girl across the restaurant who was eating by herself. Right. And when she left, she said... 
I'd like to pay for her meal. Oh, she so I saw her. Yeah, like so. I I don't think that happens very much where you get to see. Yes, and so I gave that girl her bill (laughs) that said paid, and she asked me to write like have a blessed day on it. Yeah, and that girl started bawling. Oh yes, and I was like, y'all are making me cry. But it was so neat to see, Mm -hmm. just like. I don't know that you always get to see it paid forward like that. Right. Over, you know, I just happened to be in there both times. And that's that a that precious happened. thing. It was it so is. cool. Well, you just see how just the tiniest acts of, you know, they bought, she had like a coffee and a bagel. What is that? Yeah. Like $7 maybe? Yeah. But how it affected both of these people and how deeply touched they were. By Absolutely. It. I think it's just, you don't even realize what you what you do, what it can mean for someone. You have no idea. I took this girl who I really don't even know. I picked her up off the side of the road and gave her a ride one day because it was raining and she was walking with her toddler and her baby. Aww. I mean, so I took her home so I knew where she lived. This makes me sound like a stalker. <laughs> but, um, so the next day, like a couple days later, I was making this casserole. This is my go-to casserole for like taking a meal to Which new is. moms. It's chicken broccoli rice yes. because you just put it all together in one dish. It's the Hallelujah. easiest thing ever. Um, and so I just made two of them. I um, took it to her. I took it to her, yeah. Aww. Because, you know, I remember being there. Oh like, I had a two-year-old yeah. and a one-year-old, and it was hard. Yeah. You know, and then she's got some circumstances that I didn't have. And so I think it's just kindness is so easy to do. It's not hard. It really is And sometimes we think that it's hard, and yeah. it's not yeah. at all hard. It's That's just really so not. And when your children get to see you be kind, it makes them be kind. Yeah. It's just a natural outcome. Yeah, so. totally. Okay, so one more um, through the spirit question for you. Yeah. Um, what does goodness mean to you? And how do you think we are meant to practice goodness in our daily lives? Oh, Amber. This was a hard one, I think. a hard one. Because even when we were talking about doing, Monica's going to be leading the one on goodness. Mm -hmm. And I know when y'all listen to this, she will have already done it. But I don't actually know what goodness means. I know. Like, it seems like a vague term. Like, I'm thinking, okay, so the phrase of the spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, goodness, gentleness, gentleness. self-control. Self-control is always like, I have to work on that. Yes. But... I think goodness is truly just like seeking to be like Christ. Yeah. You know, just that like we have this, our innate sinful nature and like we see, we let all sorts of things get in the way. Like God has been teaching me a lot about pride lately and how that I never thought I was a prideful person because I have so little self-confidence and yet I have let that become mm-hmm. a, a pride, a stumbling sure. Um And I think ultimately goodness is really, we just, we have to seek to look for for Christ, for the for what, how we can emulate Him in our everyday lives. Yeah. It's that constant seeking of, my flesh wants to do this, but I know that the right thing is this. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Well, cool. Okay, I have a few, like, follow-up questions for you that are yeah. just, like, some fun, you know, I don't know, like, <laughs> questions that I think might be interesting for everybody. Okay, Absolutely. so what's your favorite book? To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, so good. It is. It is. Did you read the latest one? I did. And um, I was reading it at the time that I was in the process of editing my own book with my editor. So mm. I have a kind of that writers have a different perspective on it. And then I had I took a class with Terry Kay and he talked about how really and truly Watchmen is the truer book. Like To Kill a Mockingbird is beautiful and you know they wrote it and had it she wrote it and they edited it in such a way to make that kind of it was making a political statement yeah totally but Watchmen is 
that's really how it was. And we don't like to think it was like that. Yeah. We like to believe, Atticus was like, yeah, we like to believe Atticus was this great, good man. And he was, but at the same time, he was a great, good white man in a segregated South. Yeah. And so many of those men were good, God-fearing men, but they believed strongly in segregation. Yeah. And so it's, it's very hard for us to, to reconcile that yeah, I think totally. now in 2018. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I have, so I have interest. I can talk forever about that. <laughs> we'll have another podcast. Well, about yeah, that. we'll, we'll yeah. just have to, after we're done recording, you and I can just yes. chat about it some more. Totally. Okay. Name a musical artist or an album that is the soundtrack for a particular season of your life. Okay. So right now the greatest showman is like <gasps> our soundtrack. <laughs> we oh my gosh. love it. But you know, it, for me, truly so good. Like every single one of those songs, like you have this man who like, this is my dream and I'm going to make it happen at all costs. And then it's like, Oh my gosh. Like at all costs. Too look what I have costs, done. Yes. And so when he sings, when Hugh Jackman sings that from now on, I just, every time I'm like, you know what? Because I was in a really bad season there the first few months after the book came out because it was like, why am I not a bestseller? <laughs> like, well, I'm doing all these things I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm just, like, and I was just like, and my kids were like, mom, we are so sick of hearing about your book. Yeah. You know, because like it was, it was, it was just becoming like a, an idol. It was. It absolutely was. And so... Just whenever he sings that, that is how I think. I oh, think that's from so now on, I'm going to remember what matters. Yes. You know? Like, I just, oh, if you did not see The Greatest Showman, go see it. just go see it. I honestly, so like, just cannot wait for it to come out on DVD. Oh, every day life. my kids ask if it's out. <laughs> every day. <laughs> like, it's totally going to be one of those that we twice. have in the, in the van, yeah. you know, for Ella to watch oh, yeah. so that I can just listen to oh, it. Oh, yeah. And we never go to the movies. And we went and saw it twice. <laughs> oh, yeah. So good. It was. All right. Next one. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. If you could travel to anywhere in the world, where? <gasps> oh my gosh, I want to go to Europe so badly. Where in Europe? Or uh, just like Europe, like just, just the entire... Probably, if I can only go one place, and I feel like it's not even the most exotic, but I just would want to go to the United Kingdom and Scotland and Ireland. Like, I want to do that trip. That's not one place. <laughs> it's not one place, but they're like close together. They are close together. Listen. They're basically America is like... <laughs> 12 of them put together. So, you know, I really... Did you watch The Crown? Not yet. I did. I haven't watched it yet. I watched the first episode. I'm, I'm trying no. so hard to work right now. Do it, though. Do it, do it. You'll, like, you'll be able to And I haven't watched This it. Is Us, either. I'm trying to work. Wait, the whole, this whole season Let's, you haven't watched? I don't have cable. Oh, gosh, Lindsay. So I've been putting it off. Just and I ready keep to not getting the Hulu. And cry. Like, and cry some know, more. And then I know. So more. once I turn my book into my editor... And then I have to wait, you know, the waiting <laughs> some more. That yeah. patience. That so we I will about. be doing a little research by the watching of This Is Us. Good, but good, good, good. I hear it's fantastic. Oh, it's so That's good. That's what I hear. But yeah, so I'd love to go to Europe someday. Okay. On the bucket list. We've kind of talked about this slightly, but favorite movie. Oh my gosh. Not The Greatest Showman, obviously, because you have to have other movies. I have to have other movies that are my favorite movies. Oh man. I don't like... I like a lot of more. Okay, so I have a top five list. Okay. Because can we do favorite television shows? Maybe we should do that. Oh, okay, that's fine. Do, I can I care. talk about Gilmore Girls and how much I love Gilmore Girls? You can. I can't relate, but Amber, I'm sweetheart. Sorry. They just talk so fast. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> Listen faster. <laughs> writing i'm re-watching right now like sometimes in the middle of my day if i'm like i'm gonna eat lunch and not look at my computer i'm gonna watch gilmore girls instead um and so i'll write down like some of their i mean they have the best quips ever like the one i'm dying over still two weeks later this was two weeks ago i saw this one i'm dying because emily said that um 
Rory's boyfriend should come to the door and pick her up because yeah. this is not a drive-thru and she is not a bucket of fried chicken. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to say that to Josh, to that's Madeline's boyfriend. Wonderful. That's what I'm going to tell them. That's like, I mean, that's a good one. Yeah. And I like both of those actresses like, yeah. a lot. I just, I don't know. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, so fast. I can't. It is. It's so fast. It's so full of like references. And I'm like, how? And also I want to know why Lorelai gets to drink coffee and eat pancakes and hamburgers every day and look the way she looks. Oh my gosh. It's I not, know. It's because she talks fast. So yeah, that's what it is. She's and they walk burning in those calories. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> that's absolutely what it is. Okay. So the question was favorite movie. Yeah. Y'all. Do you have a favorite movie? I just don't even know. I mean, I have like movies that I really love. Like? Um... Like, I love Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, yeah. And I love While You Were Sleeping. That's one of, that's one of my top Those like, five. 90s rom-coms. They're so good. They're so good. The writing is so good. When Harry Met Sally. Like, it's just... So funny. They're, they're just... People don't write like that as much anymore. I no. don't think. You know? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um... Most but of those gosh. are Meg Ryan movies or Sandra Bullock. Uh, yeah, Meg Ryan and Sandra Bullock are oh, so good. <laughs> you really can't get wrong. You really can't. I love Little Women, the Winona Ryder version. Great. And great I TV. cannot wait for Wrinkle in Time. <gasps> yes. Like, I really think Reese and Oprah, like, I think they've done it justice. And Mindy Kaling. And Mindy Kaling, she, yes. Who is, like, ugh, yes. amazing. So, I'm really excited about that. I really, I, I usually do love movies to books, um, or books to movies, Sometimes, not all the time, but but a lot of the time, it depends. It does. It depends. It depends. There are some that are done well, and there are some where I'm like, "Ooh, you should not have changed that." Like I, I can't watch Harry Potter anymore. Really? I just. I, what about the newest um, Beauty and the Beast? I can't. No, I did like the new Beauty I did and the Beast. Too. I, I didn't like think the music I would. And everything. That I did too. Added. I did too. When Andre McDonald mm-hmm. started singing Beauty and the Beast at the very end, I yes. just started bawling. I know. And Andy was like, "What is wrong with you?" I know. I cried I too. Like, it is. It is. You know what else we didn't talk about? Another what? television show I love? Once Upon a Time. <gasps> Wait, still you love it? I loved it way okay. back when. But it's, I mean, it we has have, become like all right, so fantasy soap opera. We quit watching it. Well, we have, we couldn't watch it on Netflix with the no cable. Well, yeah, right. Okay. So we haven't watched like the new season that's got like the new um, cast or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know that we will because I just love the old one. But now I will say like seasons like... Four or five. I was like, really, guys? Yeah, that's where they lost me. You're you're losing me here. Yes. But I think... I was pretty dedicated up until then. Yes. And then at that point, we were like, we're seeing this through. (laughs) But every time we'd be like, the storyline is, it was magic. Like, that's how you get to explain everything away. (laughs) But, you know, people feel really strongly like they love Captain Hook. And I like Hook. He's fine. But I love David. Like, I just love him. Prince Charming. Yeah. He's, He's I just love him. But I also love... Regina. Like, I think truly, though, her story arc is amazing. And to talk, and from a Christian, like, overtones standpoint. Totally. I mean, you just, the, the, and my kids would be watching it, my older ones, because we let them watch it with us. And they would say, Mom, like, that's like Jesus. Like, oh, yeah. Like, everyone has sin. And I'd be like, yes, it is exactly <laughs> like that. She definitely has a yes. like, strong, redemptive storyline. The redemptive storyline is, for her, is just amazing. Yeah. But yeah, they were watching some, we were re-watching season five, actually yesterday, and discussing how, like, was Emma, like, sick the whole time they were filming? She looks terrible. Oh, really? It was just a terrible See, season. I don't think I even got there. Uh, it was yeah. just terrible. It was, like, right around the Frozen time that I was like, come on. Oh, the Frozen, yeah, yeah. Frozen. I just, yeah. I really lost me. But I did love it in the beginning. Yes. And I love the costumes, too. Oh, the costumes. You need to go watch the one that they did as a musical, just because it's so corny and hilarious. They did, what? Oh, it's in season five. 
Okay, I have it's like a song in your heart or something. I mean, it is the corniest thing ever. Am I gonna laugh? So and hard? I feel like the whole time they were filming it, they were all like, "We this is the corniest this. thing like, ever." We hate our lives, but right we're doing now. it. But we're getting paid <laughs> we're so committed. much money that like it doesn't even matter. We're committed to. But doing you know, this. I looked lost before they jumped the shark. Well, that's what I've heard. You know, and that we could never writers. get into loss. We just never got into it. Yeah. But you know, and I loved Grays, like early Grays. And then I was like, I'm done with you. Shonda. It just Shonda. got to, I don't know. So, well, soap opera, but. Well, it, it's been on for like a it's, million I years know, now. like hang it up. <laughs> they also did a musical version. Are you serious? <laughs> There's a musical, Grace. What is happening? Oh, yeah. Because life is a musical, Amber. Yes, it people is. People want to, everyone in the world really wishes they were theater people like us. That's exactly, I feel like we can end on yeah. that note. I for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I hope you have enjoyed this musical episode. Of still be free. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tune in next week as we give you online dance videos. <laughs> audio dance videos. Uh, Lindsay and Jeremy rehearsing. Yes. <laughs> with yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to post an update. All right, everybody. Lindsay, thank you for joining us. Real quick, throw out your all of your where people can find you. Okay, you can find me um, on Facebook, Lindsay P. Brackett. You can find me on Instagram at Lindsay P. Brackett. You can find me on Twitter, sort of, at Lins Brack, L-I-N-D-S-B-R-A-C. But really, I'm not on Twitter very much. And you can go to my website. It's www.lindsaypbrackett.com. And it's Lindsay with an E, and Brackett has two Ts. And the name of your book? Is Still Waters. And it's on Amazon. Which and really other fine retailers. Goes with our theme, Be Still, Be Free, yes. Still Waters. It's still a great waters. book. I've read it. It's wonderful. It's so, it'll make you want to eat a ton of low country broil. Boil. Boil, yeah. yeah. And go to Charleston and mm-hmm. like sit on the beach and have. And drink tea out of China Tea, cups. yeah. It's yes. just beautiful and sweet and precious and you'll love it. So check it out. And thanks for joining me. Thanks Bye, everybody. Me.